I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Category Is. I'm back from my trip to Canada, my foodie trip with my taste bud, Trina. So look for a full recap of that uh, later this week. So let's just hop into it. First Monday in May is always, or has traditionally been, the Met Gala in New York, fashion fundraiser, fashion's biggest night. All the celebrities come out, some don't. (laughs) So what you're drinking tonight, my cocktail is inspired by the Met Gala. (laughs) and It is a traditional Manhattan cocktail, kind of appropriate for the theme of the Met Gala, which was gilded glamour. The Gilded Age was like this period between like the 1870s, so after like, I guess during Reconstruction and then up to like 1900. And the Manhattan was actually created during uh, this time. So you have whiskey and y'all know how I am with my, <laughs> with my brown liquor. So it's going to be a wild, wild night tonight. Uh, it has <laughs> vermouth, Angostura bitters, and uh maraschino cherry not a maraschino cherry kind of like a luxardo cherry kind of like a sweeter like candied um cherry on top i'm using my bartesian so it gets everything all together i don't have to buy you know all these ingredients but if you do you know just shake it up in a shaker with some ice and serve it up with a cherry on top so let's just get into it. The Met Gala was on Monday, and they're back to their kind of regular schedule. You know, they kind of got off track with the health situation the way it was. And I feel like we just had one because it was, when was the last one, like September ish of 2021. Yeah, I think it was in like September. But this year's theme was Gilded Glamour. And, you know, they were kind of drawing inspiration from the Gilded Age. If you've seen that show, The Gilded Age, on, on um, I believe it's on HBO Max, it's kind of about this time period where, you know, the people were making a lot of money uh, with, like, the railroads. They had, like, the old New York society, which, you know, was, like, old money, and then the people making money on the railroads and, you know, these upstart kind of families. There was, like, this clash between, like, the... Old money and new money, as they as they say. So you have like the Vanderbilts, you have like the Astors, you have the Rockefeller, you know, like the, those like classic iconic um, New York families. But then what I did like about the show is that they also have they followed like the black part of society um, as well. And so one thing I did like about it was that it wasn't you know because when we have these period piece shows, you know, I love a historical drama. Um, a lot of the focus is on, you know, when they do include minorities, it's about, oh, we got to be poor and, you know, struggling to make it. But this one, you know, it's a well-to-do family. They lived over in Brooklyn, um, you know, still face like the racial undertone, segregation, things like that. But <laughs> so there's this one scene where the white girl was going to go over to the black family's house um, and then like surprise them. So she didn't know um you know much about the family so she just said she was gonna hop the ferry over to brooklyn and she was gonna take them like some old shoes to like you know give them like they was destitute or something and <laughs> she shows up and the black people are rich honey they got them a maid they got servants they got oh nasty brownstone 
um, down to the Brooklyn and the white girl was so shocked. She didn't know what to do. But that was funny to me. But anyway, back to the Gilded Age. You know, it's all about opulence and wealth. And But, you know, I don't know what the problem is with the Met Gala because, you know, people always seem to misinterpret the theme or just show up, you know, wearing what they want to wear. And it just seems like a missed opportunity for, well, a lot of people last, <laughs> last night. But there were, you know, a few things that I didn't want to see um, happen. So I did not want to see anybody take it super literally and think gilded means I got to show up in an all gold outfit, which a lot of people did. I think most people wore like black or white, which is kind of boring. Um, and then you had the people who showed up in all gold. So like Cardi B, well, we know Cardi B loved her gold. She a little tacky like that. Um, but she wore like a little nasty Versace. Overall, like it was okay. Like it was cute. She showed up with Donatella Versace as well. But it was just too much gold for me. Um, <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion did all gold too. But I had problems with Megan Thee Stallion's outfit for some other reasons. Like Mama shoes was too small like i was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt like in the beginning because i felt like you know megan is all about showing that one thigh almost all of her dresses have a thigh out situation so you have like a thigh high split on the one side and so you couldn't help but see her shoes in <laughs> this outfit and so you know if you're gonna give them the whole leg, you got to make sure you're moisturized down. Like, ain't nobody me talking about, you know, your, your ankles are ashy or your knees are ashy or something. But so I felt like they put too much cocoa butter on her legs um, and her feet because, you know, it was like a uh, strappy kind of sandal moment. The pictures I saw looked like her toes <laughs> were hanging over the edge of the shoes. I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe they put too much lotion on. And, you know, she kind of just slipped down a little bit, you know, which is okay. It probably looked good, you know, if she was just standing there. But, you know, when you're in motion, things kind of slip and move and things like that. But then they showed the after party pictures and she had on like these black and gold shoes and her feet were squoze in them shoes like so bad. Like the joint on her big toe. <laughs> could barely get the strap her feet were like not just over the edge but they were touching gripping the ground like her toe the, <laughs> the tips of her toes pedicure was cute shoes were too small try again next year mama and then even when she was in the gold outfit she was just giving me delories from harlem nights i don't know what y'all we need to do a side by side but <laughs> she got delories got shot in the foot in that scene. Horrible to say, but funny to me. Alicia Keys showed up and she was doing all black too. And she wore like a cape with all the New York skyscrapers on it. And I was like, okay, girl, like it's New York, but the time period was the Gilded Age and none of these skyscrapers was up back then. I mean, maybe the Empire State Building. I thought she was going <laughs> to bust out into her New York song with Jay-Z, but it was a hot mess uh, to me. And then let's just talk about it, y'all, because I know this the people y'all want to hear about. So the first time ever, all of the Kardashians were invited. Well, the Kardashian-Jenners were invited to the Met Gala. I think, I feel like most of them had been 
four, except for Chloe, who I guess, and Courtney, who's the least interesting to look at anyway. So of course she wasn't getting invited, but they were all invited and they all, with the exception, I would say Kendall looked, I would say the best, but that ain't saying much. Um, and she's very committed to these blonde eyebrows. Um, uh, girl, I guess. But Courtney, I don't know what she had on. Chloe just looked like she was on a regular red carpet. Kylie was making her big, you know, debut after giving birth to her son. Um, what, like six, seven, eight weeks ago, a couple months ago? I think it was in February. Um, and I didn't say this. The people on Twitter said it, but they said she was giving lesbian wedding vibes because she had on this big, like voluminous white dress with like a, it looked like a t-shirt kind of top. And it had some letters on it that said like off, I believe. And then she had a backwards baseball cap with a veil. It was definitely giving lesbian vibes with the baseball cap. Like I, yeah, like I don't know who picked that out for her. Um, but it looked a mess. Chris Jenner wore a yellow kind of like off the shoulder um, poncho. And it gave me vibes of like, remember when J-Lo did that like mint green poncho? I forget what it was. I believe it was for an award show. I can't remember. But it was giving me vibes of that. Um, and she had on this horrible... Dora the Explorer wig. Like, I don't know where she got that wig from, but she need to take it back. Like, Chris, you make way too much money to have that synthetic little wig on. But she said that her dress was supposed to be inspired by Jackie O, who, again, was not around during the time of <laughs> the Gilded Age. And then that leads us to Kim Kardashian West, because uh, they still married. Um, so she wore a Marilyn Monroe dress. So it was the actual dress that Marilyn Monroe wore when she sang Happy Birthday, Mr. President to John F. Kennedy. And, you know, and she was having that affair with him, allegedly, as well. So this dress was apparently worth like four or five, six million dollars, something like that. And it's owned by like Ripley's Believe It or Not. And... Again, I don't know what it had to do with the the golden gilded age, the golden era. I don't know what it had to do with that. And it was also almost just like, let me flex and like wear this million dollar dress, five million dollar dress. Apparently it had like really a lot of stipulations to wearing the dress. Like she the dress it could not be altered in any way. So if she wanted to fit into it, she just had to lose the weight. Which explain kind of explains why she was hitting the gym so hard and like has been on this like emaciated look. Like she's giving up the big booty Judy moment. She's just trying to get you, um, trying to get into <laughs> this dress real quick. So she's doing her little detox too. But she also apparently could not touch the dress. So if you look in the pictures, of her like on the red carpet and going upstairs, her hands, she's never touching it. Her She poses, but her hands are like hovering above the dress, like almost trying to make it look like she touched it or is touching it, but she's actually not. She also could, <laughs> could not wear lotion. 
or perfume. Probably not even deodorant either. Because if you look at the pictures, her hands are also like super, super white. So they probably said, nah, girl, you can't do any any spray tan either. So your hands going to look like chicken feet. <laughs> and then she was only allowed to wear it going up the red carpet. As soon as she got to the top of the stairs, she had to change into a replica dress. So there was um, two versions of the dress. And so the um, Ripley's, believe it or not, people actually posted a video. And you can see they had like the two dresses side by side. It was like a um, the actual dress and then like a couple of replicas hanging on the rack because they're like, girl, you're not going to fuck up our money maker. But then it just looked weird because why would you wear, you say your mom is going for Jackie O vibes and then you're wearing a Marilyn Monroe dress. Uh, yeah, I, I'm missing the connection there. Like, like I said, I think it was just a flex to say, bitch, I can get this dress and y'all can't. Um, and that was pretty much it. Like everybody else looked horrible. Um, I was not getting anybody who was on theme except for tens across the board for the one person who stayed true to the theme, <laughs> showed the fuck out, and gave us something to look at. So nominee for best slay of the year goes to Blake Lively, who does she even act anymore? I don't even know. Gossip Girl ain't been on in a minute, but she wore this kind of art deco. It almost looked like it was like a column dress. So it had like these art deco inspired panels on it. Um, it had like crystals and beading and like large um, art deco shaped stones. Then she had like this um, like big copper bow sash moment, with like these gloves on. And it was all shimmery and stuff. And it had like this bow at the hip was like this huge oversized bow. So she goes like halfway up the steps. Um, and then, you know, the glam squad comes out and they start like unhooking the bow. And then once they kind of unhook everything and then, you know, unfurl the, the bow is actually this kind of patina, you know, like that copper. Um, when copper ages, it kind of turns like this greenish patina color. And so that was like on the inside of the bow. And then when they kind of lay it out, it's basically a completely different dress. And they took the gloves off too at the same time. Like I was like, okay, I didn't even see that. Mama was doing magic down to the red carpet. So it was an Atelier Versace column gown um, with art deco design. The body was inspired by the Empire State Building. She said that the draping of the bow and like the sash and the train and everything. Um, and also she wore a tiara. She said all of that was inspired by the Statue of Liberty. And then when they unhooked and unfurled the bow and the train and everything was like that kind of patinaed copper color. Um, so like that greenish color, if you look very, very closely, you can see that it was beaded in the, um, this design of like constellations. And that part was inspired by, if you've ever been to Grand Central Station in New York, if you look up at the ceiling, they have, um, this mural that's kind of, and it's like all constellations and sparkly and, and starry and things like that. So Christian Louboutin sandals and Lorraine Schwartz. Jules completed the look tens 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 across the board mama was on theme and she gave you a little nasty fashion moment and she had ryan reynolds on her arm that's some that's some good arm candy i'm telling y'all right now and the thing was it actually looked good like before she unfurled it and then even when she unfurled it, it like it looked great as well like it was just 
two books that could have stand could have stood well on their own but like just the idea of like you know having two two and one it actually gave you a moment it was more it was a better um i would say reveal than like when lady gaga had like three outfits underneath each other and so she's like taking off these layers and i think um little nas x even did that um as well where he like kind of came in that c3po no first he had a big old andre leon tally kind of cape and then he had like that c3po like all gold um outfit and then he took that off and then he had <laughs> like a bodysuit <laughs> so that was kind of corny but i like the the fact that blake's look either look could have been a showstopper on its own so i actually like that she did that that's all i got to say everyone else missed the mark i'm not sure how because like y'all this stuff goes out months in advance you'll have teams of people who can go through the looks with you you have the designers who like basically give you stuff for free and like some of this stuff is the best that y'all could come up with like no ma'am i don't know uh, i just mm. I don't even know. And some of y'all just like, fuck it, I'm just show up. There were some notable absences from the party. I stood up late, stayed up late, you know, because I was just waiting for Rihanna to come through or Beyonce because she and Beyonce, I feel like, be riding around the block, you know, trying to be the, the last one in so they can, quote unquote, shut down the red carpet. So I was kind of anticipating at least one of them to show up if. Not Rihanna, because, you know, Rihanna's like a thousand weeks pregnant at this point. Then Beyonce should have shown. Like, girl, you live right there. And it ain't nothing for you to take some pictures down to the elevator shaft and then just roll on through like you usually do. But neither one of them showed up. Rihanna was apparently in L.A. <laughs> you know, her man got them charges. I guess he can't be flying out, you know, like that. But she still could have put on an outfit. Like, if she knew she wasn't coming, she could have still gave us something. Because she's the cover girl on the cover of Vogue for the May issue. So, usually they have to, usually they show up. But I guess, you know, given her current situation, they kind of made some exceptions. Like, but girl, do like we used to do when the, the Rona was first popping off. Show us what you were you would have worn anyway. But you could have just done that at least. Like, gave us something. Posted at, like, 11 o'clock that night because honestly i stayed up waiting for that and well once my melatonin hit it was over anyway so and other than that it was kind of a big letdown like like i said no one stayed on theme and honestly truly i <sighs> maybe this is my i say what i said but they letting too many people up in the met gala these days like it used to be the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme, like the most exclusive invite of the year. And, you know, it used to be all models and all like really A-list people, super celebrity. And now, girl, I don't know who half these children are. It, mm, <laughs> mm, like, I don't know who's sending out the invitations, but uh, as I'm scrolling through the picture, I'm like, who is that? Who is this? Who is this person? I have no clue who they are. And then you see 
yeah, you know, Google them, look up what they do, and they have like a top fifty song. <laughs> you know, it's like nothing. They're not a list, and I'll just I'll just leave it at that. You got like YouTube people. You got like a TikTok star. It's like, girl, mm-mm, no ma'am. So it's kind of like when you have like this new, like upscale kind of restaurant or like experience that nobody knows about. And like, you know, it's really, it's like really, it's a moment, like it's an experience. And then once certain crowds start finding out about it, then it kind of just goes downhill. Case in point, I'll give you an example. So here in Philadelphia, there was a um, an event. It was called the Chocolate Mixer. It was for gay black men, and it was at this um, this bar that I think closed down um, now. But it was called it was called Rum Bar, and so it was like the first I forget which day of the week it was. I think it was like the first Wednesday or something of the month, and it was like all the black professionals, you know, black gay professionals would come out, you know, have like drinks, like network. You could have a conversation, you know, with people, and when I first moved to the city like that was a really good um experience for me to kind of you know meet people because I didn't really know well I didn't know anybody um in the city at that time so you know I would go like have conversations talk chat you know have a moment like you get (laughs) you order your drinks you know you would have the, the talk you order a little bite of food or something you know you might connect with someone and then you know three or four you might go have dinner somewhere you know, like around the corner or something like that then it started to change once people started finding out about it and like the patronage started to to change like the riffraff started showing up like it just um started to become more of like a different experience i'll just say that like so the people who would show up weren't ordering any drinks (laughs) like there'd be a table of five people and they got one appetizer and everybody drinking water then you couldn't have a conversation because then they started to turn the music up super loud and then it became like the club and then like the people who were patronizing it for you know since the beginning just couldn't enjoy it as much because you know now it's catering to a different crowd And it just got to the point where we just kind of all just stopped going (laughs) because it just wasn't our scene anymore. And I think um, the Met Gala is kind of becoming the chocolate mixer um, at that point because it just it's just not what it used to be. And I know, you know, things evolve, things change, but because then like we were sitting there and like then the bartenders would be like super upset because like nobody's buying drinks nobody's buying food so they're not making any money so it just became like a situation that was just horrible for for me so um so i wonder what they're gonna do next year i mean i yeah girl you're starting to lose me it's not what it used to be anymore like there's it's just another night, you know, for these people to get dressed up. And it's not, what's the point of having a theme if nobody is going to follow the theme? Just call it like, hey, girl, you got $30,000 you want to waste? 
come put on whatever. You ain't even got to dress up, really. Let's drink and call it a day because it's, it's just no point in making it into this big thing when, when it's nothing. And that's about it for the week. The only other thing that happened was that uh, Dave Chappelle got attacked on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. I guess he was doing like some kind of concert and or <laughs> comedy show. And um, someone bum-rushed him on stage, tackled him, knocked him down, and allegedly had a knife that was shaped like a gun. Now, Chris Rock had a lot to say about the whole... Um, Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock moment, but honestly, I blame Will Smith. Like, you can't be running up on people on stage. Like, now look what you what you created. People think they can just do it um, anytime. But anyway, since this man had a knife, he's gonna face some assault with a deadly weapon charge. He's gonna go to jail for a good and long time. But in true Dave Chappelle fashion. <laughs> He made a joke about it, and, you know, after everything calmed down, he he said, was that Will Smith? So, I mean, you got to make fun of things when you can, but luckily he did not get hurt um, in this this assault. So, that about wraps up the show for this week, y'all. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to Category Is right now. Category Is podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith. Maurice Smith.